Dog Sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anju to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leap. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the talk path. In the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and race the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog. I'm Chris Horwardell, joined as always by the one, the only, the undeniable Matt Crone. Matthew, how are you? Just, just, I'm in shambles, Chris. It's mm. this, I was, I was at the ballpark last night for the Phillies game and I just. How'd that go? We lost. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It was not the Phillies absolutely got destroyed last night and it yeah, and it, maybe Aaron Nola's last start as a Philadelphia Philly. I don't want to. Don't say that. He will blow one in the World Series. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Sorry, tell me about your experience. It was just there was nothing to cheer for. Like no. the only the it was Brandon Marsh's RBI single. Like that's all there was, and then there was just kind of like. But that just cut it to what three to one. Yeah, like that. Like, and then we left more runners on. Like mm-hmm. we didn't score any more runs, just runners in scoring position, constantly sitting on base. Yeah, it was a absolutely brutal game to watch, and also the first game that I have uh, I have watched live throughout. Typically, I've had work at night, so I started a little bit late, and I can fast forward through commercials and stuff like that. And this is the first one I just had to experience it in all of its lack of glory in real time. Yeah, that's. Good times, and I, I imagine you guys also also couldn't skip commercials at the park. I skipped most of them. Okay, um, quick, I, quick, I was quick little siesta. I was also watching them on my phone. I was watching the game on my phone. So, well, you don't want to you don't want to cheat the network out of their commercial money. They need like they pay for it. You know, mm-hmm. they need it. It's it's important. That's fair. Well, and and if nothing else, we're we're balancing each other out because I'm trying to skip commercials. You're watching extra. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I appreciate you. We are holding this economy where it needs to be. That explains a lot about the current state of the economy. <laughs> but we have much to talk about. I have BavadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We are going to talk about Game Seven in the NLCS. Look forward to the World Series a little bit and uh, Week Eight in the National Football League. Basically, the halfway point in football. Like, what the hell, man? I I feel like after Week. Four, it just you just get into that part where, point of the season where you're just like, I can't believe it's already week this. Like it's yeah. this sucks. Like stop going so fast for real. And but. especially especially when we have games like we did on uh, on Sunday night, as opposed to the previous Sunday. What a big like we proved ourselves and looked amazing in that game. So it felt really really good to beat a good Miami Dolphins team, and then to watch. To watch the Niners lose in prime time to Kirk Cousins felt <laughs> so good. And it I mean, I know it wasn't a blowout by any stretch, but that game never really felt particularly close. Oh yeah, no, like the score was no indication of what was actually happening in that game. The one thing that did happen in that game is the continued dominance of Christian McCaffrey in the San Francisco 49ers jersey. I saw a uh, on tw- on X somebody somebody had mentioned that if you had uh, if you bet a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown starting in his first game with the 49ers and rolled it through through now what 
his 16th consecutive game with a touchdown in San Francisco, you would, it would be worth like $27 million. Do you think anybody's done it? I don't, no, I wouldn't, I, I do not. I, I wouldn't have the stones. No, you, I mean, once you get to a certain point, like you make a, you make a $50 bet and you cash it out for like, you're like, Oh, I can cash out for $5 million. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to take that. That's, that, that's a solid win. Bunch of units there. Yeah. Like those are, those are units that I've never experienced and will never experience. So that's not, that's not true. You hit on the, uh, the, the hole in the famous hole in one bet that is pretty damn similar. That's true. But I also didn't bet that in real life. <laughs> well, that that was your fundamental mistake. <laughs> How do you feel about Game Seven tonight? Eight oh seven kickoff. Eight oh seven kickoff. Very different. <laughs> yeah, look, we we're gonna send Jake uh, Jake Elliott out there at eight oh seven, kick the ball off to the pitcher. Now eight eight oh seven first pitch, Brandon Fott versus uh, Ranger Suarez, and uh, I guess Bavada has the Phillies minus one seventy two money line tonight. How are you feeling about this? I'm I'm a little bit scared. Although I, there's an argument to be made that Ranger has been our best starter through the playoffs so far, and I, you could do worse, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly nervous. Um, Philly's first ever game seven. I think there's reason to be nervous. Yeah, I like I'm I'm ready to just bunker down in the basement, get locked in. Um, there's a lot of time though between then and now, so I have to like. I like don't want to like live my life, but like I know I have to like go see a client <laughs> like an hour, so I got mm-hmm. stuff to do. But um, I just I'm nervous, dude. I'm antsy. I need. I just I might have to go for a walk. I just don't. I think I think we should be. Able, we need to hit this fat guy. Like there's no reason. Yeah. And I don't this mean body guy. weight. That's his last name. I think it's fought. But you're uh, you're you're body shaming here. Yeah, he's actually a skinny guy. So, but I just I'm wor- like we need to hit this guy. He does not have. He had a 5.72 ERA in the regular season this year. Like he's a very hittable guy. Yeah, we we cannot let him come into Philadelphia and end our season. No, that would be an absolutely horrible way to go out. And yeah, what do you think of how Tori Lavello has handled the pitching staff so far? Because I really, I think this is another instance, though it hasn't come back to bite them in the butt too much, where they're playing to the analytics side way more heavily than they should be, taking guys who are getting people out out of the game too early. We saw it last night with um, with whatever the hell his name was, and we saw it with uh, we, we thought, saw it with Fott in his previous start. Tori Lovello is doing a good job, but he's also doing a good job because his pitchers are pitching well. Yeah, it's easy to do a good job when your pitchers are doing well. Yeah, I I just I don't like it. I feel like I I don't like this this era. And I by the way, I hate bullpen games. God damn, do oh, I hate the bullpen games. But I I don't like this era where it's like okay, uh, the analytics say that he has faced each batter and threw the lineup twice, and uh, we now believe it is time to go to a specifically left-handed reliever to face the third batter in this inning, who we deem to be the most dangerous. Yeah, I hate that. If you got a good pitcher, let him pitch. You got to feel it. You need half analytics, half feel of the game. Yeah, you know, and in a perfect world tonight, I would love Suarez to go six. Wheeler to go to Alvarado to end the game. I haven't seen this. Is is Wheeler available? But per what I read on Twitter or X, that Wheeler is available. 
I'm looking at it right now. And people were like, oh, he shouldn't pitch. No, he should. Like, oh, he won't be available for game one. Who cares? Game, we don't. There is. We can't get to game one without getting through game seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm now seeing it from the Inquirer that both Wheeler and Zach Gallen will uh, be available for their respective teams tonight. Good, we crush Gallen. I, I please bring Gallen out. Please. Oh, it would be a major mistake to go to Gallen. Their bullpen has been shutting this team down. Like you don't go to Gallen. I want to see Mantiply. I want Man. Mikey loves Joe Mantiply. Mm-hmm. I want him out there. Just to shame Mike or for any other reason? Nah, I don't even know if Mike does. I just say that. I think it's a funny name to say. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I like the alliteration too. Ranger has been great. I just, I wish Ranger's another guy who it's like, oh, if you get four and a half or five out of him, you're happy. I want six. Like, let this dude rock. He has been the vibes all past two years. Let Ranger be the hero that he was meant to be, that he was born to be. Yeah, in in Rangers' eight postseason games so far in his young career, he is uh, he's six and uh, he's three and zero oh with a wow with a zero point nine four ERA and a zero point eight four WHIP. I, I saw a um, a good one today. So, best ERA in Major League Baseball postseason history, minimum five starts. Okay. Third was Christy Mathewson. Okay, solid. Solid. You don't know that one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Is he? Yep. Okay, so 1.06. Two, Sandy Koufax. Okay. 0.95. Pretty solid guy. I know who Sandy Koufax is. Good. And in first place is Ranger Suarez at 0.94. I believe that. We are going to – you know what, Chris? We're going to smash tonight. I'm back. I'm back. I'm fully back bought in. I'm not worried. We are going to smash tonight. I have I'm, been on a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell, man. And uh, by the way, Christy Matheson, for for the record, I mean, granted, but from Factoryville, Pennsylvania, died oh. on my on my birthday, though some Yikes. some sixty plus years <laughs> early earlier. Um, Factoryville, Pennsylvania. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He is a five. He won the ERA title five times. Won, uh, he's got a World Series and also twice won the Triple Crown. So I mean, pretty solid. I mean, first of all, so Wikipedia is going through his nicknames. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this. Tri- I think this might be the pitching Triple Crown because he certainly didn't win the batting Triple Crown at any point. Oh, I was thinking the horse racing Triple Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he never got the Preakness. Okay. That was his big thing. Like it was a big story back then. He. He could not win the Preakness. Finished <laughs> third twice. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, no, but the, the, his nickname of the Gentleman's Hurler, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. A gentle, a gentle, a true gentleman pitcher is what you need out there, and that's what that's what Ranger is. I love Ranger. I really do. I just wish you could. I wish he could stretch out a little bit. He just doesn't seem capable of going seven at any point. He might go all nine tonight. That I would bet any amount of money at Bavada, the over-under line for Ranger Suarez, under nine. What's the complete game for Ranger? Because I want to bet it. <laughs> know, let, let's see if it's there. They have, uh, I'm looking at this, these lines, and they have 186 bets for this game. It probably, like, no one would ever bet this, so we're not even going to put it out there. <laughs> I'm looking for... Oh, I can't. I just want to search for Ranger Suarez. Um, no, uh, man. Will it be a run scored? This is gonna be this is gonna be fun as I look through 186 <laughs> bets. Any batter to 
three-way money line. Where's just player props? I'm on player props. Here we go. Player props. We have first uh, first batter to hit a home run. And then basically that same thing, to steal a base, to record the first hit, first hit, blah, blah, blah. I think it's safe to say it just doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't I, it's. I think it might be impossible to know. There's just too many. And how do, how is it the over-under not there for a starting pitcher? I mean, it's weird just because it's Game 7 of the playoffs and teams will do weird shit. But... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna control F this and see if, see what's there for Ranger. There are three and no, I'm not seeing any of them. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. I'm not seeing any of them. Oh, pitcher props. They broke it completely different. Player props and pitcher props are different. Um, total strikeouts for Suarez. The over under is three and a half. Uh, total earned runs. Total hits allowed. Total total pitcher outs. Okay, so that effectively. It's not that effectively is how long he'll pitch in a game. Total pitcher outs for Ranger Suarez, the over under at Bavada is ten and a half. Okay. Give me what the means, over. Yeah. Um yeah, for for the to start the action, game must go at least eight and a half innings. So yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely I feel very good about the over over mi- minus one thirty five. Feel very good about that. The the thing is we we need to score runs in the first two innings. Yeah, like we need to get ahead of these guys and get them staring down the barrel right away. You know, we need to and, jump. And ahead. you need you need the park to be the park too. the The atmosphere needs to be crazy. It needs to be electric. It needs to be loud. It needs to be a real home field advantage. I mean, we were loud yesterday. We were certainly loud until. Like the marsh, home, the marsh single was very loud. Yeah, but then like it just it started to die just because nothing was happening. Like right. one, two, three innings with like Bryce. I I think somebody said to me like with Bryce, Romuto, Castellanos, uh, Schwarber, and Trey, we were like one for seventeen, and it was all Romuto's double. Yeah, I'm, I'll look at it right now. Like that just that can't sounds happen. Right, Trey. Trey had a rough game, and as did uh, as did Bryson Stott, allowing a couple of balls to get past him on steal attempts too. Yeah, I don't know. I was talking about that to somebody, and I was like, "Why does the ball keep going into center field? Like, what is yeah. going on?" You have theoretically a potential Gold Glove catcher and a Gold Glove second baseman, and they cannot make this fairly fundamental thing to baseball work. Yeah, no, it was, um, somebody said it was like, this is like a 1 p.m. Sunday game that the Phillies decided to play last night. Okay, so, so Schwarbs was, uh, he was 0 for 2 with two walks. Trey was 0 for 4. Harper was 0 for 3 with a walk. Uh, Bomb got you, Bohm got you two hits. Stock got a hit, Real Muto got a hit. Castellanos got, was 0 for 4, and he's been awful. Yeah, no, it's... He just keeps trying to hit home runs. And That's all, it's it's all he's trying obvious. to do. Like, just get a single, dude. You don't need yeah. to hit a bomb. Like, yeah, hitting bombs is awesome, obviously, but we don't always need a bomb. Two hits from Marsh, and uh, and Johan was his typical 0 for 3. But Johan's just a man at, at uh, fielding. Oh, agree. No, I'll take it. I'll t- I mean, and he weirdly hit like 300 during the season in much lower pressure situations and also not playing every day for a large part of that. But yeah, he needs to get you know, it together. You, you take the outfielder. It's like you t- you take the outfield play from that guy, especially when you have Castellanos on the other side. 
Yeah, Castellanos. Thank you. <laughs> I like Castellanos, though. What did I I said Castellanos? Yeah, I think he's a soccer mm-hmm. player. I'm pretty sure he's not. He won the but... crown. Oh. In what sport? All, all, he's oh. the first athlete to win the triple crown in every sport. <laughs> oh my, he actually won the triple crown in winning triple crowns. He won it in three sports. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Can you name a third sport where a triple crown applies? Basketball, probably. I don't know. I don't, is that true? I don't know. I mean, I would just Well, think. definitely baseball and horse racing, right? Yes, yeah, definitely baseball and horse racing. Horseshoes, maybe? Triple crown. Thoroughbred racing. Triple Crown Sports, that is just a, that appears to be like a, a community center type situation. <laughs> um, Britannica is horse racing again. They really, horse racing much more important than baseball. Baseball has finally come up and I don't know. I A lot of horse racing. Well, who cares is yeah. the important thing. There's probably <laughs> Triple Crowns in soccer. I don't know, but they call them, maybe. They're not showing anything other than horse racing. Uh, Triple Crown Motorsport. It's an unofficial motorsport achievement often regarded as winning three of the most prestigious races in the world. Here we go. Okay, so we got that. And then in soccer, it's called the treble. It's, uh, it's when you win, your club team wins three trophies in a single season. Man City did it in 2018-2019 when they won... Uh, the Premier League, the FA Cup, and the League Cup. All right. Now we know. Now we know. How'd you feel? We talked about this Eagles team a little bit. Big win over the Dolphins. The defense really came together and held them, uh, held them in check in a way that I don't think anybody expected. And then they go and trade for arguably the best safety in football and Kevin Baird. Like Dude. this is, I love this. I, I, like it's crazy to me that Howie Roseman was almost fired in favor of Chip Kelly. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, did you see? I really thought it was funny. Somebody tweeted out that um, like it was uh, Jeffrey Lurie sitting there at a uh, in the box watching the mm. Dolphins game, and he had like I don't know what it is if it's medical. I'm not trying to, but he had a little twitch on his uh, in his like cheek or something. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, "That's the face of a guy who's about to just go crazy and sign a free or get a get a." Get a uh, free safety tomorrow. Like, yeah. and then literally we got, is it Bayard? Is it Baird? It's Baird. It's Baird. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this, Chris, and I don't yeah. want you to judge me. Tell me. No idea who that guy is. Oh, uh, look, I mean, he is a, he's a safety from middle Tennessee who kind of, he's always been good, but really elevated himself over the last handful of seasons. I believe he finished, uh, he was like, Number I mean, 34 overall in the NFL Top a, 100 in 2022. He's got a 92 Madden rating. Like, he's clearly good. And uh, look, is, if that's not all that matters, yeah. I don't know. Just like we were, we were talking about the game last night. And I was like, guys, like, I, I'm, I'm like, this is sweet. But like, I don't, is, is this good for us? Like, I had no idea who he was. So, yeah, he's twice he's been on the, it looks like twice he's been on the NFL Top 100 list. And uh, I mean, just, just an absolute superstar player. And, also from Middle Tennessee State, so our entire state, our starting safeties are both from Middle Tennessee State at this point. And uh, my favorite, my favorite thing is last year when the Titans played the Eagles in Philadelphia, Baird had like twenty of his family members in a box uh, to come to come watch him play, 
and every single one of them wore Eagles stuff because nobody could nobody could imagine wearing the other team's logo as if as people born and raised in Philadelphia wearing the other team's stuff in Philadelphia and rooting for the opposing team. That's amazing. I didn't know he's from Philly. Yeah, he's a Philly kid. Where do you go to high school? Uh, let's find out. I have, have oh, Martin Luther King. We've been MLK. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. I'd say good for him. Good. A lot of, a lot of Philadelphia brought in this year with, uh, with Deandre, with, Zacchaeus and with uh, and with Baird, Man, that that's that's big. That is big. Yeah, he his whole career with Tennessee. Yeah. He has played his whole career with Tennessee. Yeah, super exciting move. Like just an outstanding player. Does does have a fairly big cap number next year? You'd think they probably will have to talk about extending him and lowering that cap number if that's the meal if that's the move. But worst case scenario, you know, gave up a fifth and a sixth round pick to get one of the better, if not the best safety in football. And you got rid of Terrell Edmonds at the same time, which is really exciting to me. So I, you take this a hundred times out of a hundred. We need to, for the, for the fact finders out there. So he did go to Martin Luther King junior high school, but in <laughs> Lithonia, Georgia. Oh, okay. At the, at the age of 14, he moved to Atlanta. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. But, but yeah, we're, so, we're at least we'll have that Terrell Edmonds, uh, mic'd up video. Now the Trell Edmonds jersey that I got you is just going to be a relic to <laughs> another time. That the one game he played for us. Oh, it was more than one, but I wish it was. I wish it was only one. <laughs> I uh, he was just terrible. It's good this team's getting healthy. Um, I haven't seen whether or not Blankenship and Roby will get back this week, but oh man, I'm excited. Um, I feel so much better about this team after they made that move. It's just. I'm there. It's they're they're there. They're there. They're where they need to be. That Jets game was a tough loss. It was a hard, a tough pill to swallow that they could play that badly. But you show up against the Dolphins in a game where I was I, I was genuinely worried they were going to lose by a couple of touchdowns. I honestly thought if we weren't going to win this game, and I was going to be very upset about it. But I'm glad I was wrong, and we dominated. And then San Francisco, as you said, lost to Kirk Cousins, and the Eagles are atop the NFC and atop the NFL. Yeah, we are the best team in the NFL, and it is Super Bowl or bust. Best team in the NFL with a lot of guys not quite playing up to their their full ability at this point, too. Like, Jalen has not looked great this year. I know he's playing with a little bit of an injury, but there's there's still room to improve. There's room to get healthier. Like, this is this is what you want, man. I'm very, very, very excited. Let's... Well, one sorry. last thing about the Eagles. Yeah. The Kelly Green jerseys... Oh, my, so good. ...were so good. Like the silver pants, I honestly think the best part was the helmets. I think the best part was the integration of the logo into like the graphics and and the midfield. I thought it looked so cool. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was awesome, and and to it would have really stunk if we lost wearing those for the first time. Yeah, like, I believe the right. fact that we dominated was awesome. I believe they have uh, on. They're, you're allowed to wear the throwback jerseys up to three times in a season. I believe they've only scheduled two of them so far. And you're also allowed to wear them one time in the playoffs, but not in the Super Bowl. So we, we should still see the we, we could see the Kelly Greens up to three more times this year. So here's the thing, though, Chris. Uh, as you know, yeah, I'm a big proponent in not wearing the Phillies uh, throwbacks in the playoffs like we okay. did last year. And I didn't want to wear them this year. 
Um, so I, why, why is that? I just, I think it just comes back. I think it's a distraction. Okay. I don't, um, like when we scheduled it last year, like when we thought we were going to clinch the world series at home, you know, I, I didn't like when they announced that I didn't like, I, I just, I just think it's too much. Like I would really, really not like, like say we're coming out and playing like the Vikings at home in the Kelly greens and we lose. And it's like, Oh, like they thought they were going to dominate. I just don't want the distraction of the Jersey. Just wear your midnight greens, wear your whites. Don't, don't wear your Kelly green in the playoffs. You don't need more excitement for a playoff game. Yeah. Like if you're not already up for this game, yeah, you don't belong there. I, I don't, I don't need, I just don't need it. Like I don't, I don't want to see the Phillies wear the blue again. I don't want to see Kelly Green in the playoffs. That that will be my least. Like I will be very against that. Okay. Well, your your objection is noted. Good I story. I don't think that's even like that high of a hot of a take. You know. No, it's a personal preference. I don't think it's a hot take. I mean, no. I get I get what you're saying. You don't. Whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Yeah. Just and, just play the game. Although I do think each subsequent wearing of the Kelly green is going to be less of a distraction. The first one is obviously going to be the biggest deal. I mean, I, I like the black. I love the black Jersey. I have an AJ Brown black Jersey. The black Jersey is one of my favorites too. Like that. We got to get that in there. Who is in front of my house right now? Um, (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Um, the blacks, the blacks are. It's a good jersey, but yeah, I mean, the Kellys are. Everybody, how do you feel about? Oh, I know what this is. How do you feel about people saying it's about to get loud? People saying that the Kellys should be the. We should go back to wearing them full time. I mean, they are awesome, but I mean, I like the midnight green. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like all for that. I'm not here to go Kelly green full time. No, if it happened. Thing. If it happened, sure. Yeah. But it's not something I'm here promoting. Like, I like the mid- like Midnight Green's a good jersey, you know? Like. Oh, yeah. Perfect. No, no, perfectly good jersey. I just, through that Kelly Green just harkens back to another time in Philadelphia sports. And it's just, it's a, it's such an iconic jersey in terms of all, like, all time Philadelphia jerseys. Is It's probably the all time Philadelphia jersey when you think about them mm. on the hierarchy. I don't know. You think it's maybe like the orange and black, like the old school Flyers jerseys are probably in that conversation too. I mean, I, I would think maybe it's just a personal preference, but I would think the Phillies, like I love the Phillies old school blue. Like, <laughs> so what we're saying is we, we like all the old jerseys. <laughs> I mean, I also love the Phillies pinstripes. <laughs> did you see, uh, did you see the new brotherly love jerseys for the Sixers this year? Yeah, we talked about him last episode. I hate it. Did we? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, it's not great. It's yeah, not we, great. Yeah, we hated him. I reached out to my custom shoe guy. I was going to get some uh, I was going to get some City Edition jersey dunks done from last year, but uh, I haven't heard back on what the price is going to be, so we shall see. All right, let's get some picks in before we get out of here. We only got like five more five or six more minutes. Um, couple of games to get into. What's interesting this week? Let's talk about a division, a team featuring a division game, a division rival, the Los Angeles Rams in Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus six and a half at home. It's a lot of points. It is. Um, Rams just lost to the Steelers. 
I don't think Dallas covers. I think they win. I don't think they cover. So, yeah, Dallas is a very weird team. That's not, that's not something I would touch in my personal life. That's like a, that's a, that's a weird game. I don't disagree with you. The That's another weird game. The New York Jets in New York to take on the Giants. Well, actually, in, so two New York teams playing at, one at home in New Jersey. And uh, the Giants plus two and a half at Bavada. You ever see that video of uh, Marshawn Lynch when he gets traded to Buffalo? And he was like, he's like talking about it. And he's like, yeah, man, like I'm headed to New York. I'm so excited. Like New York City. I've never been here before. Like this is going to be awesome. Luck, he ends buddy. up in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll take the Giants. I like the way Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor's playing. Tyrod? Tyrod? Tyrod. Tyrod, yeah. I thought I said it wrong. Yeah, so I like Tyrod Taylor, man. He's He's playing really well. Battle of the top two picks in the draft, the Houston Texans and Carolina to take on the Panthers. Panthers plus three at Bavada. Um, who are they playing? The Houston Texans. I like Texans. Give me Stroud. CJ Stroud over Bryce Young all day, every day. The one pick them this week, the Vikings in Green Bay to take on the Packers, and that's a push at Bavada. I think the Vikings are starting to figure it out. Jordan Addison had an amazing game last night. Um, so I, like, I, I think that they, uh, I think they're starting to figure it out. They're a better football team than what their record showed or even Agreed. shows now, but they're playing better. They'll, they're, they're going to squeak into the playoffs. I think they'll win that game. The Philadelphia Eagles in Washington to take on the commanders commanders plus seven at home. We cover, we cover big time. Is this, is this, they've, they've moved into another gear part of the season. Yep. We, we just shifted into, I mean, I drove stick for many years. Hmm. So we shifted into third. Did you really? No. Don't even know how to do it. I barely know how to drive an automatic. That part, I believe. The stick <laughs> part I had a hard time with. The Cleveland Browns and Seattle take on the Seahawks. This is, this is a weird line. Seahawks minus three at Bavada. Who's playing? P.J. Tucker or Deshaun Watson? I think not PJ Tucker. No, it's PJ <laughs> Tucker is actually at quarterback this week. Uh, it's going to be PJ Walker again, I believe. But man, give the me the first. The, the first half that Miles Garrett had last week was perhaps the most dominant first half of any football, any defensive football player this year. Two sacks, two forced fumbles, one caused a safety and uh, or a touchdown, and also jumped over the offensive line to block a field goal. Just he's good. He's a good player. Really good player. Mm-hmm. I'd like to like to add him to the Eagles if possible. That would be on like just not fair. But uh, I like PJ Walker. I think PJ Walker would get that done, and uh, he covers that spread. <laughs> like PJ Walker a lot more than PJ Tucker. I'll tell you that. Yeah, PJ Tucker, I would I would love to wear another jersey. I just I'm waiting to get to uh, the basketball portion of this episode so I can talk about tomorrow night's game. The which game's more? Oh God, I hate you. <laughs> How, all right, whatever. Let, let's talk. Let's let's do that. Let's let's end with your bullshit. Um, <laughs> your, I guess your New York Knicks, who by the way are apparently uh, apparently keeping an eye on the availability of 76er center Joel Embiid. I mean, first of all, I would I would accept him in with open arms to our organization. Allegedly, the offer that they've made uh, that. Is on the table is Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Evan Fournier, and three first-round picks. I mean, if, first of all, if you're the Sixers, you do that. You do not do that. You do that tomorrow. No, you don't. As in, you do that if you're a Knicks fan. Uh, you do not. Basketball is the one sport where you, know, you can't. 
like four quarters does not equal a dollar. The star player is what matters in basketball, not four guys who are pretty good. Oh, I mean, I just figured the the Sixers are going to go back into tank mode. I mean, it's it's not going to be this year, but if things go bad this year, I could see Embiid being traded next offseason. And that would be heartbreaking because Embiid's going to is playing for Team USA, and if he's playing for Team USA representing a different team, like, ugh, I will not enjoy that. I mean, but we lost sure. the best Sixer ever, Andre Iguodala, the most accomplished Sixer ever. Sure. Um, <laughs> he did come in second in that dunk contest to Nate Robinson, though he was legitimately uh, robbed in that. Where oh, Nate Robinson had robber. Nate Robinson had, like, what, 11 attempts to, for that one dunk? Yeah, that was the biggest robbery of all time. And they're like 50. Look, if I'm judging... Okay, this is my rule. I'm going to put this out there on Front Street. If I'm judging a dunk contest, you lose at least one point from your total score for every time you miss a dunk. I don't care what the rules say. Yeah. No, you, you miss you, you miss should. eight. Your your top is a forty two. That's just what it is. You can't you can't be getting that many tries. All right, your your Knicks host the Boston Celtics at, at the famed Madison Square Garden. My home, Knicks. Your your second home, the Knicks plus three and a half at Bavada. Knicks money line, Chris. We get it done. Brunson take his over in points. Take Randall's over in points. Parlay them together. We are going to score. We are going to prove to the NBA in game one that we belong in the conversation. Uh, the over is 24 and a half for Brunson, and the over is 22 and a half for Randall. So, what, 47 points combined for those two? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And that's, and we're probably, take the over in Knicks points because I think we're going to score 130 points in this game. I thoroughly hate you. <laughs> it's just my team, dude. I can't, I, I was born into it. You know who you know, the only other person I know that's a Knicks fan, and this is going to put you in great company, Andrew Fry. I'll take it. <laughs> Me and him, we're actually we uh, we got season tickets this year. Yeah, that's, that's the company you want to keep. That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog for Matt Crow and I'm Chris Forwardell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.